WRB Rocks. What's going on, everybody? What's going it's, on, baby? It's your host, Joey B, from the All In Sports Huddle. And uh, I'm really excited, folks, for you guys that haven't heard me before. We've been on the talk side for a while. And now we moved over to the rock side. Wave Radio Boston, Mothership. We've landed to the main channel. And we are here tonight to, uh, I'm really excited tonight, man. I was at the Mass Pirates last night. What a game. What a game. And I got my guy, Billy Savory, Coach Billy Savory, and Coach, former player, UC Bearcat, former NFL player, Marty Gilliard. Welcome, man. Appreciate you, baby, for having me. Hey man, that was great. This is just playing a little Byron G uh, intro music here for the show. Um, so, so guys, I just wanted to uh, say again, thank you for you guys coming. I got Jordan Porter on his way. He is uh, a assistant coach at Groton Dunstable, and uh, he's been involved with Neshoba Tech. And you know, he's a coach. We're going to talk a little bit about their story at Groton Dunstable maybe later on as well, folks. If you want to call in or text in. You can text in at 617-764-9283. Ask us some, some questions tonight. You can also call in, uh, and that number is 978-915-8295. It's different than the normal rock show uh, number. We're going 978-915-8295. That is our talk. So it's uh, our old uh, talk side number. So, hey, folks, if you want to call in or text in tonight, we have the options. Um, so tonight is going to be... A real cool show. We're going to talk about Mass Pirates. We're also going to talk about Marty's story. Um, I think that's going to be great for you know guys listening in, kids aspiring to get that that next level. Um, you know the background in football, actually playing and then coaching. You were at the last few years. You were at Nichols, correct? Yeah. Yep. So that's great. I mean, you know, you you can really offer a lot of insight to these kids. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and talk about your story. But um, first thing I want to talk about tonight, guys, is um, I don't know if you're aware, but later uh, I'm, I'm going to have these Gorham lacrosse players uh, on the phone, their parents. This, we're going to be talking after you guys are on, but the story is really wild. When does coaching become, you know, positive and trying to, you know, hard love, tough love? And when does it become bullying? These guys were subjected for the last few years with some real weird, like mental stuff. And over the end of, at the end of the year, these seniors took a stand and they actually had to um, 
for example, he wouldn't let them wear, there was a whole thing like, you can't wear eye black playing lacrosse. And, you know, obviously lacrosse is a game where eye black is used quite a bit. It wasn't so much about the eye black. He knew they wanted to wear it, but he was like, eye black's not cool. But so they were a senior, it was senior night. They said, you know what, we've had enough of this bull, because there was a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on. So they said, you know what, we're seniors, this senior night, we're going to all wear it. Team, let's all wear it. There was some passive aggressive stuff to make a long story short. These kids took a stand and they said, we don't want to play for this guy anymore. Mm -hmm. And as a result, he was fired. But because they took a stand and because they said, hey, uh, you know, I don't want to play anymore. The the athletic director suspended them. They missed their last game. So there's been a whole lot of there's been a whole lot of news up in Maine about this. And, you know, guys, I mean, I think there's definitely I've always been about coaching and like letting people know the why. Right. Hey, this is why we're doing this. We're coaching. And, you know, this is why we this is why we're doing it. And I feel like, you know, when you start coaching, you start telling kids what to do and, and, and you're not telling them why. I think that's where the problems start. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to get into the specifics. Um, there's a couple things I want to talk about to start the show and then we'll get into the mass, you know, talk mass pirates and, and talk more. But I just want to ask you guys, have you ever been in a situation where you felt that the coaching went beyond just like trying to help? you coach and it was more like man this is kind of bullying this is getting a little weird you know i don't know i don't know do anyone do you want to bring that up or just or just maybe just some insights on what you feel hey jordan how are you man he just stepped in the studio come on over here man um i guess let before i start how real can i be on here you can be as real as you want to be okay i mean i i want to let you know that this is what we do we this show is all about telling it for you know people on the real and you know you went through a time in ncaa football where you know we're not talking you know, I mean, imagine it, the nli the nils and all that man it'd be crazy <laughs> so, well okay for starters in this generation of kids you know what i mean um are ex- extremely soft you know i use I use the term, like, in today's generation, we live in a world where everything is right, that nothing is wrong anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I want to be a dog tomorrow, I can literally be a dog tomorrow. And you have to respect that. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. wrong. You know what I mean? So, me, like, I'm old school. Uh-huh. So, you need tough love. The game of football is different. It's really different than any other sport. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it I understand. Tru- it truly gets, like, it's geared for men. It's, it's, it, the sport is, it, it, from the start, you know what I mean? It grooms you to learn how to be a man, you know, how to survive life as a man, how to be able to take on the pressures as a man, how to make split time decisions as a man, you know? So for me, it's like when the game of football has given me everything, you know, and I've had some hard coaches, some old school coaches, you know, we've had those, those hard conditioning days, those two a days, you know, I was blessed to play in the old CBA in the NFL versus the new CBA. You know what I mean? Right. Like the term walkthrough, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> in the old CBA, the term walkthrough really didn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We really still had a bounce with it. Right. Okay. When the new CBA came, I literally can walk out on the field with like my sandals on and on a walkthrough and, and, you better, and you better not ask me to run. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, so it's a whole different world. Right. So in regards to today's world, we have a lot of guys um, that, and I don't want to take nothing away from some coaches, 
but we have a lot of coaches that are sticklers for you know stuff that's really like just just bullshit you know what i mean mm-hmm. um like the eye black for instance you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah i just uh, i just couldn't get over it i was just like what's going on you know what i mean like come on really it's like i understand you have a set rules you have a standard you have a structure but just like you said in the beginning of the show like you have to give the kids a why if you yep. don't give the kids a why then you know especially in today's world you know like when we were kids coach can say we're finna run we got 100 suicides no one's gonna dare ask why we know why it's to get us in shape right. or it's for right. punishment but right. anyway it's getting us in shape you know what i'm saying right right now kids are like oh my god they know all the good stuff to say. So now they're like, oh, my God, my chest is hurting. I think my heart rate is rising. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My glucose is low. I've, I've heard of everything. Right, you know what I right, mean? Right. Oh, coach, my glucose is low. Now, again, I understand. I'm not taking nothing away from any kid that has a health issue. No, I understand. I, I think but, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And I think that there is definitely more of, you know, there's, there's a fine line, right? Uh, well, I guess there isn't such a fine line because, you know, it's I, I always just felt like. I like the coaches, and I had a guy named Byron Beeman. He was a coach over at uh, Burke High School in Boston, and he's he's coaching college and what have you. And we always we were just having this conversation, like, you know, you shouldn't have to always say the why, like you said, conditioning. Why? You know why? Right. We're doing it. Um, but like that's the whole thing about the eye black. Why? Why? Why not? Why can't I wear eye black? You know, that wasn't the reason. There were other issues. There were all, mm-hmm. all sorts of like passive aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want his seniors in. In we we're not going to even mention his name tonight because I really don't right. want to mention his name because he's he's gone. They let him go, but he did not. He want you know seniors. You obviously get to a place in your team and your program. Hey, I feel like I can say something. I feel like of I course. can speak up. I feel like there's a place that I've I've earned it. Yeah. And he didn't allow that. That was like, no, you you know, you haven't earned it. So, um, so hmm. let's let's you know, I don't know if you want to say Jordan. By the way, I want to welcome Jordan Porter. He just came in. Um, I got your mic here. Why don't you just step up the mic? We'll get your levels live here. How yeah, are you, man? Thank you for uh, having me. And Jordan I know I ran actually a late, but no, it's okay, man. Jordan actually uh, put me on to this story because Jordan and I know each other through Neshoba Tech and he was actually uh he coaches at Grand Dunstable by the way how'd you guys do yo it was a big win it was uh, okay so we're in a room full of winners yeah. this weekend oh, yeah. room full of winners hell yeah. yeah it was like 20 to 9 so okay that's a great it win a huge win coach arena's happy oh he he's pumped he's pumped that's great well so I I guess what I um want to just you know, you know, kind of talk a little bit about is is that you kind of know a little bit about the story, and I guess what I was saying is is that, you know, when does bullying become, you know, when does coaching become, you know, you want tough love, you want that, but you know, when does it become bullying? Because this story seemed like it was a little different, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it definitely. You know, I read the whole thing, and you know, there's a, I think they're on the news with the story and all that, but. You know, I used to be a player, too, and all my coaches, they respected me, and we were able to talk, and um, they just never, I guess, sat down my concerns. They'd always listen, and if I'm going to be a coach, too, I want to listen to the kids if they have a concern they want to mention, and if this coach isn't, you know, giving these kids time of day, then that relationship that he wanted or was trying to give them is just tarnished, and now I I give them 100% respect for those seniors as you know, standing up and against they, this coach. They've been actually through a lot. Believe it or not, as a Sunday, Sunday, right? 
So we're here on a Sunday, rainy Sunday, by the way. So I hope you're listening in. I appreciate it. And, you know, there's not a whole lot to do outside no. tonight. Maybe get ready for that NBA game. But I don't know. Denver's looking pretty good. Let's go eat. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. We got a Florida guy here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Jimmy Butler. But anyway, um, so, you know, that's the thing, right? It's like we're going to be talking about, we're, we're going to talk to uh, actually the Coleman family later. And uh, by the way, I appreciate already people giving us shout outs. Fee, Fee the Evolutionist just shouted us out all in baby hey thanks man we're gonna play your track in a few um let's get into some positive though because you know we could talk about coaching when it's going wrong but can we like can we bring up i was talking to billy earlier when we were getting ready for the show is there one coach can you think of one person that why you why you're in football why you're coaching because we're surrounded here we got a bunch of coaches in here can you give me one guy or maybe two or you know who Who's giving you that inspiration to say, you know what, I want to take it, I want to coach? Well, by far the biggest inspiration I've ever had was my first football coach ever when I was 11 years old. Uh, and it was somebody who... Can we shout him out? Yeah, um, he's passed away now. Okay, but let's say his um, name. But Jack McGuire. Jack McGuire, absolutely. Out of Hooks at New Hampshire. And um, he was somebody who, you know, as every coach should, is to take kids under their wing and make them feel like they belong and, and make them feel like, you know, that they're part of a team and, and that they're, you know, and everything should be positive. And I think that when we talk about the bullying and the things like that, I think that kids need, they need a why and they need to, you know, they need to understand why everything happens. There's tough love, there's discipline, uh, but kids are smart and kids can tell the difference. You know, they can tell the difference between the bullying, which I've seen and you know the tough love so. yeah absolutely no i appreciate that and like you know you say coaches i know worcester uh the community i was out in worcester and worcester just lost someone real close to uh the folks out there um for the vikings i'm sorry i don't have him off top i'll make sure i actually because uh, uh, he just passed away he was part of that worcester vikings do you know do you know the gentleman who just passed away from the worcester vikings okay but uh hey marty do you know do you have like someone that you want to i mean i know there's been a lot of coaches in your life but is there one you can kind of like take from all of them and say you know what this guy really made i'm doing this now and and, and i kind of take some things from him so it would be i, I call him i actually talked to him i want to say yesterday um i call him papa uh steve allen um, he was a coach, like, man, like when I say this man did everything, you know, to connect with the kids, he knew football, you know. I remember getting a drug charge in high school um, and getting kicked out of high school on a felony drug charge. And Coach Allen, I had a chance to come back to school and play football that season, my sophomore year, after playing my freshman year. Um, so I remember he called me in. Um, he had me step. We had like a little back alleyway behind the, the football, behind the football uh, locker room. Mm -hmm. And I played quarterback then. And he had me throw a couple passes, you know, and he's like, ooh, looks kind of good. You know, we went out on the field. I threw a couple more, threw some posts, some deep routes. He's like, oh, he's like, boy, that look good. And then he looks at me right in my eyes and he says, yeah, but you're not going to play this year. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but ever since then. So you know, he gave you that why. Yeah. You know, and because he said, you know, it'll mess up the team chemistry if I allowed you to come and play. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. we got guys that worked hard for their position and I'm not going to do them any, just, any injustice. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, he was loyal to the guys that he had already coached and he told them, hey, I'm going with you. You know, thank you. You know what I mean? You worked your butt off, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So he stood on that. 
and that stuck with me because I stayed talking to him, you know, like every day I had a time to, to get back on campus because I was in alternative school. Uh -huh. So the time I did, you know, me and him would just walk the track and just talk, you know what I'm saying? Got you. And for somebody that like, you know, at that time I was struggling to like, you know, really accept my stepfather and, you know, my dad wasn't really there, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was like, for me, I was like, you know, I needed that structure. I needed those long talks, that man-to-man -man talk, that that father-son talk, that papa-son yeah. talk. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, man. Did you been, subsequently come and play, come back and play for him your your high school career? Was he? Well, he was my high school coach. So when okay. I when I allowed when I we only had I'm from a small, small, small city in Florida. We're actually the second to last county to desegregate. Oh wow! So, yeah. So it's like we're really small. It's only three thousand people there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, little city called Bunnell, Florida. Okay. Um, but shout out to Bunnell. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> is that like up near? Yeah. I I know. Are you up near like the north, the like St. Augustine's and like yeah, that yeah, area? yeah. We're not too far. We're like yeah. about thirty-five minutes south of St. Augustine. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, so it's great football there. You know, and yeah. we have great football there. Um, we have great athletes. You know what I mean? But we have a lot of people that make bad decisions. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Well, not. I mean, you know, that's 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 coaching though, man. You know, he didn't just say, "Hey, man, you had a problem. You had this issue. You're gone. Or I don't want to deal with you." You know, you he yeah. he, he worked with you in a. Because, you, you know, I think worlds, about, it's about second chances. Sometimes yeah, man. thirds, man, you yeah. know, if they're willing. Jordan, who's a, who's a guy that you look up to uh, right now? I know there's a few guys that I know that it would probably be in my my picks. but who, Yeah, who? I, I definitely have uh, at least two. Um, you know, my first is going to be like Coach Burdett. He's out of Tingsboro. He's coaching there right now. But he was coach my head. Rob Burdett. Yeah, yep. he, was, uh, he was my head coach when I was in high school. And, um, Great guy. You know, he, he not only taught me the game, but, like, what coaches do, we, you know, we definitely mold, you know, the, the youth of, you know, growing right, up. Right. And, tough. Um, Sometimes it's tough love. Sometimes it it's like, hey, and, look, um, man, you know, it's uh, this this ain't going to fly in yeah, life. Yeah, you know? he, he definitely he was in my corner the whole time. He was my basketball coach, too. And then my JV baseball coach. So he was always uh, helping me out whenever I needed something. And then uh, Coach Creed, um, he was my JV football coach. And then the defensive coordinator when I was uh, in varsity when I was in high school and and now we're coaching together and it's it's we've we've built that bond um you know over football over over wrestling like he he's a great guy and he has so much football knowledge I I always love you know I just actually came from him and we were just talking football yeah you it, know it's, it's just that's so good. fun to uh that's great you man. know be in his you know his friend group yeah no absolutely man this no as football is family and this was really good you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna play a couple songs uh Fee the Evolutionist and Ed OG a Boston legend in hip-hop they have a track right now called Without Me and then I'm gonna play a Cody Bope and By Byron G Cody Pope out in Nashua with Byron G Hellhound Publishing uh, some of the music, some of the background beats you hear is, is Byron G. He's an incredible producer. So once we play these, we're going to come back and we're going to talk Mass Pirates. We're going to talk a little bit more about Marty and the story. And uh, we got a call already in, and I, I apologize because we already got to go to break. And I think you know who it is, Billy. I think you know who it is. So, <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's awesome. We we have a big fan of Maya. Maya is a – I met Maya last night, and so I'm really excited to have Maya call in, and she wants to ask some questions about – Maya, I do see you there. We're going to have you on in a couple. But listen to some uh, music here. This is uh, Feed the Evolutionist and Ed OG. Hey, this is Joey B. And you know how hard it is to find a drink without sugar that tastes good? Well, Vitamin One is that answer. 
Vitamin One is a really delicious and healthy drink with no sugar and packed with natural flavors, vitamins, electrolytes, and only 10 calories. Vitamin One is a veteran-owned company, and you can buy Vitamin One at Market Basket and on Amazon. Follow them out at drinkvitaminone.com. Elevate your program's fundraising this season with Vertical Rays. Vertical Rays is the premier online fundraising platform for organizations of all sizes using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with you every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser for your program. To find out more, visit verticalrays.com. Yo, that was our intro. Those are our sponsors. Here's a little Feed the Evolutionist and Ed OG right now on the All In Sports Huddle. Hey yo, it's V and that OG and we MCing with intelligence. From the woods into the hood, we represent the element. New Hampshire to the very, it's evolutionary. Still getting props, hip-hop is legendary. Past our prime, you must be out your mind. Whatever the trend is, that's however you rhyme. And I seen your kind before, you're not original. Used to be a player, but now you a criminal. Scared to be yourself in your eyes, I see fear. Who cares? Cause you won't be around next year. Following your friends like you're following the trends. The Lex. The coops, the beamers, the bends. All you MCs need to stop fronting. Babbling on and on, ain't saying nothing. Like a politician, vying for position. Traits of a snake, but we the real musicians.
Yo, don't talk to me about a rapper with no book of flames. Don't look away, I'll burn the bridge with one book of flames. Shook with shame, took a look and played a crooked game. Hooks are saying, but the words you say don't mean a thing. You own your masters, cause nobody wants trash. Don't flaunt, that means a label won't call back. Do something of magnitude before flexing attitude. Say you don't give a f until people are mad at you. Only positive vibes, okay, you opportunist. Surround yourself with toxic people just to push your music. Integrity and sacrifice means honor before success. Can't be neutral and people be lying to the press. Here to remind minds that rappers are actors too. What's this man's intention with all the questions he asking you? Some clearly want to run until they fall face first. Instead of going the slow climbs at the pace first. What tastes worse? The bitter pill of friends becoming foes. Or someone who plans to use against you what they know. All one and the same. All one and the equal. We both can't live. You gotta die before the sequel. Art gave me life. Taking yours is not a problem. Hot punch with a knife before they say they got him. This that I do. Take every penny in breath. So no, I have no fear. I'm already friends with death. Why so serious? Cause life's so hard. Somehow a lot of these frauds still left me scarred. Trusted in people who wouldn't give me a crumb to live. Having to navigate humanity. Still swinging, still fighting, not sure why trying. Y'all tough on song, Facebook, all crying. Me, probably sell your girl out for views. I'm the world's nightmare, nobody dream of you. Pre. You know the she's over. Kick your flows for all the rocks, the roads, and it goes. Look, curb, I'm not a nerd, I smoke once and can't go. Abstract rap, simple with the street format. You know the she's over. Understand there is signs. All right, that was Cody Pope and Byron G. And uh, before that, you heard Fifty Evolutionist, and I saw my man Marty over there. He was grooving to it. What do you think, Marty? Not too bad, right? Yes, sir. It was good music. <laughs> it was good music. Good yeah, music. man, I appreciate that, man. We're trying to play some music, get some folks, uh, some uh, you know, that are not maybe uh, know some of these artists uh, a little bit opportunity. So that with that being said, man, if you uh, know some artists that want to uh, get their music heard, my show now on Wave Radio Boston, our WRB Rocks, definitely allows that. A uh, matter of fact, I was talking on the side to my guy here, Coach Porter, and we're going to probably bring one of his guys in eventually. Yeah, I mean, he's loving what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, tell me, what's going, tell me what's going on with him. Give yeah, him a shout-out. Yeah, it's funny. His, his name is uh, Michael Meany. He's over in Germany right now touring with uh, Metallica. With the Ice Nine Skills, so they're, they're, yeah, I had no idea. He's in Ice Nine Kills. Ice he, Nine he's Kills. He's been doing a lot of like uh, their uh, prop. Um, oh, cool. Co co cosmetic stuff. Yeah, he's well, having fun out there. I got some Metallica. I'm gonna be playing later yeah, on. He's, he's having a ball. Nice man. I like it. I I like Ice Nine Kills too. Hey, so before we go any further, uh, we mm -hmm. have a big fan that's gonna be co that's calling in right now, and without further ado, I want to bring her on. Hello. Hello. Hey, is this Maya? Yep. Maya, it's so glad to have you on. I met you last night at the game, and it was great to, to meet you. And I know you're a huge, huge Pirates fan. And uh, what a great game last night, huh? Big win, 72-58. Just so much action, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I mean, offensively. Uh, it was a barn burner, man. I mean, uh, both teams were uh, were moving the ball, and uh, it was nice to see at the end, though, when it was time to, when it was time for crunch time, that defense made some big stops. 
And uh, Maya, what is your question? Do you have a question? I got Coach Savory and Coach, former former player, Marty Gilliard, and now Coach Gilliard. So uh, what would you like to what would you like to ask him? I have two questions. I like My it. My first question is what was the best play last game? Wow. What was the best play? Do you want to answer that? Do you want to answer that, Coach Savory? Coach Savory, why don't you uh, ask, answer that question for Maya? Well, Maya, the best play or plays, should I say, were the two-point deuces by Josh Gable. I was just going to say, so that was the first time that I have seen that. And I got to tell folks before we go any further, if you have not been to uh, an IFL game in to the Mass Pirates, you need to go. Exciting action, a lot of, a, just a good environment, good atmosphere. Those two-point field goals, they call them deuces. And now, is that is that new to the IFL? So, can you talk a little? Can you tell folks a little bit about it? Because I that was the first time I real. I was like, wow, that's cool. You can kick it through. And normally, you know, in, in other football, it's a touchback. But tell them what's tell them what it's about. So, in the past, within the last minute of a half or the um, the game, you were allowed on kickoffs. If you kick it through the uprights, you would get two points. This season, it's throughout the entire game. Any kickoff, if you kick it through the upright, it's two points. More importantly, or just as important, I believe, is that now the defense also, or the offense for the team that receives, also gets the ball at the five-yard line, yeah. which is huge. So not only do you get two points, but now you put them at the five-yard line. Which is in indoor football on such a short field. 50-yard field. That is huge, and that is big, big, big time. Because right, because you're playing on a hockey a hockey rink. Uh, most you know it's and that's about 50, 50 yards uh, end zone to end zone, mm-hmm. twenty five about twenty five yards wide, right? Give or take. It's give or take, yeah, depending on right. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean to put somebody at the five yard line, it's eight man football. The other thing I don't I want people to realize is too is, is that the the receiver action. And uh, Marty, you can kind of talk about this. This was one thing I noticed. It reminded me a lot because uh, I have a little background. You know, watching uh, CFL. Mm-hmm. I love you know I love football. I'm a football junkie, but that motion, the ability mm-hmm. to kind of motion, you have you're allowed to have two two receivers in motion, and you and you can run and and is you know, the whole goal is to snap is to be able to be at the line right at the as the ball snaps. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, they'll give you a little leeway too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They give us a little leeway. Well, yeah, okay. So um, I played in the CFL as well. So like um, I remember getting signed to the Montreal Alouettes. Um, I got signed there fresh off like literally three, three, four games in the season with the Jacksonville Sharks at the time. Got you. Um, and I was rocking, you know, that but like I was in game, you know, we're game shape. And then I got invited to a camp um, that they were having in Dodgertown. So I literally skipped the game. Well, not skipped the game. We were supposed to fly to Philly and it was like a Wednesday or something like that. Um, and then we were flying that Friday. So it was Wednesday, Thursday, and then we flew out that Friday. I came in waggle ready. That's what it's called. The motion is called the waggle. The waggle, okay. Yeah. And so it so it's very similar to to the Canadian. Exactly. Yeah. So like you know, in the the difference is in the CFL, you can move laterally. So like the stationary receiver that you'll see out. So like say think about seeing like DeAndre Hopkins or something out wide, and right. then all of a sudden you see him start to to come down the line of scrimmage. So that's the difference. So like in the CFL, the guy that's stationary, he can actually come down the line of scrimmage. He can't move back or forth, but he can come down the line of scrimmage as long as he never leaves the line of scrimmage gotcha right and then you can have two other guys in motion ifl you can't have nobody move laterally but you can have two guys in motion gotcha now again you got to be smart 
when you're indoor. A lot of people think that, you know, because they see a lot of points, a lot of touchdowns, that, you know, it's easy, anybody can do it. I've seen first-rounders come in, you know what I mean, and get put over the wall, you know, and no, <laughs> no, don't make no plays and, you know, struggle with the game and get frustrated and leave right. and not come back. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, I feel like, you know, to be able to create separation. Yeah. You have to, un again, you have to understand the game. Like, I can't tell you how many countless hours um, I spent with – uh, actually, Waltham, Waltham High's head coach, uh, Sean, Sean Brackett. Yeah. I just was with him last night. You know, that's my that's that's like, your Sean that's, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's my brother. You know what I mean? Shout I mean, out to Sean Brackett, by the way. He coached my he coached my good friend's uh, son. Ah, okay. okay. Uh, he was his quarterback. Small world, and yeah. uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but Sean's an amazing quarterback, man. He's an amazing student of the game. You know, we spent like I said, we spent so much time. We just watched film, studied. You know, we knew what spots to go. You know, we talked spots. You know what I yep, mean? Yep. Like, hey, Marty, beat this guy, but I'm going to meet you. you know, ball's going to be at this spot. You Got know? you. But most people don't understand how to read the defense on the fly. That's the hardest thing about playing wide receiver. You have some guys that can catch the ball, you know, like a madman, right? And then you have some guys that need a little space to catch it, right? You have some guys that know how to create space, but they can't really catch traffic balls. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. But then you have guys... Um, you know, like Tio, for instance, right? Tio is a guy for the Pirates, um, him and Zico, right? Those two guys, they're starting to understand how to create space and understand coverage on the fly. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yep. And for me, uh, being their coach, you know, just trying to give them what I learned, you know, for myself in the game, because I was elite as well. So it's like trying to get the boys to understand, like, hey, Learn how to see this, this little key, that little key. Watch right. this movement. Be patient because that's the key. If yep. you're patient, then, again, the defense apart like the Red Sea if you take your time. Right. But you also got to be in a rush too. Yeah, it's about that patience quickness, right? So it's a, a, it's, a, it's a real fine line to play with. But, you know, it's a good one once you understand it. It's like you love it. And that's transcend, I mean? that transfers and, and transcends all, all football. You know what I mean? Yep. If you're doing that there – and that's what that's probably what appeals to the CFL and 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 you know I of mean you, you watch games a lot of times where you see a, a a guy completely you know the the quarterback you know looks bad but that was a read that he thought the guy was going to going to make gonna and make that play. <laughs> and you know it's like I, mean? I thought you were going to be at that spot <laughs> you see it all the time you see it from the NFL all the way down to little league the guy yep. does what? They stick their hands out like they land on a crucifix. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I like um, usually when you see that happen, somebody messed up. You know what I mean? Someone Either, thought they was yeah, doing something else. Yeah, you know, the quarter, they usually walk right to the if – if it's a pass, the receiver usually walks directly back to the quarterback, and you will see whoever pats their chest first, that's who was wrong. <laughs> that's, who was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. No, that's good stuff. Um, but that two-point uh, – point that again, that deuce, they call it. Uh, let's shout out the kicker again. What's his name? John Josh Gable. Joe, I'm, I'm telling Josh you right Gable, now. That's my boy. Watch you know out. Where's, where did he play? I'm not sure what school he went to Yeah. Um, off the top of my head. Super talented guy, though. Yo, you go. He, he actually played pro soccer. No kidding. In, in Europe and became like a trick shot kicker. That's okay. And then got to try out with the Patriots. I mean, he was kicking like 80-yard field goals, and he was like a YouTube sensation. Okay, okay. And well, that's cool. We'll have, to, we'll have to post that, you know, maybe see some of his trick kicks. Put yeah, post him real. on my uh, yeah, because I'll tell you what, when he's kicking sixty yarders, 
between the goalposts. And again, folks don't really. What's the width on those? Do you guys know offhand uh, what the I width think is? It's only ten yards, not even. It's like seven or eight yards. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's less I than mean, 10. I mean, it's unbelievable how wide, how how narrow it, that uh, post is. But um, and, that's and, not and, even the hard part, though. Yeah. You know, the hard part is dodging the the, the jumbotron. You know what I mean? Right, because so, you can't get any lift. Exactly. Yeah, that lift. Because then, you know, that was the thing, too, because that's a big play. If you don't get it, you know, and it hits that, that's the ball's on the 25. Yeah. Or yeah. you miss it, the ball's on the 25. So that's a whole different uh, uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, Maya, thank you for uh, calling in. What's your n last question? I know you had two. So we, we, we talked about it on the first one. What's your, what's your next question? My next question is for Coach Billy. What is your greatest strength as a coach? Coach Billy. Well, I mean, he's a he's a pretty uh, cerebral guy. I can tell you that. But coach, tell tell Maya what your what your strengths are. You feel? Well, I mean, my greatest strengths is I'm just a student of the game. That's you, great. Yeah. You know, I love learning the game. Uh, the indoor football game is much different than the outdoor game, and so so many different things to learn. And so, yeah, I mean, I just want to keep learning and learning and becoming a better coach every year. And then my second strength, I guess, would be understanding players, you yep. know, understanding people. And, and I think that's a, a big deal when you're coaching, when you're coaching football. No, absolutely, because uh, not everybody not everybody's learns the same way. Not everybody's coached the same way. Um, and that's obviously something that, uh, you know, Marty has dealt with is in the past few years in, in coaching in college, right? <laughs> right, Coach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, coaching – Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you can be real, by the way. <laughs> um, coaching is stressful no matter what level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you feel as if, you know, it's simple to us as coaches because we make it, you know, we see it all the time. We study it all the time. It's kind of like reciting your ABCs every day, all day. Right? Yep. So the frustrating part about it is like it if you're a bad coach you can't make the connection to the players to make it sound like the abcs you know what i'm saying because when yeah. they look at a playbook it's almost like studying a foreign language every time that you look at it no matter which coach that you have you know they all have different terminology different formations so what makes a coach great you know especially like coach bill said it's like his ability to be a student of the game because you got to constantly study because the game constantly changes right and then you also got to be able to connect with your players because if they don't trust you, if they're not comfortable with you, they're not going to tell you their frustrations. They're not going to tell you what they feel that they could get better on. They're not going to let you know anything. They're not going to open up. And now you're going to have to guess. And if you're guessing as a coach, yeah. you're really not going to be able to like kind of hit it home for the guys. So being able to connect is a great quality. I think that's the number one quality first. You know, um, and then being a student of the game, you know, of course, those two go hand in hand together. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, Coach Bill couldn't have said it no better. No, that's um, great. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, obviously, being a player, both of you guys played. Obviously, Marty, you got guys that know your story, know, know about where you played. I mean, obviously, that helps, too, sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes, you know. Sometimes people can still be, you know, knuckleheads. And, and uh, you know, I've been there, man. Don't you understand what I'm trying to say to you? <laughs> it's this generation, you have to, you have to, again, you have to prove them wrong. It's like, the, remember we heard the, the, the old connotation like egg in the face? 
You yeah. know what I mean? I guess the kids don't know this now. Yeah, but oh yeah. Egg in yeah. the face. You, you know have to I mean? let them feel it. You have to let them. You know, you kind of got to let the kids embarrass themselves a little bit. You kind of got to let them like do it wrong, and you know, of course, not hurt themselves, but like do it wrong to where it's embarrassing to theirself. You know, yeah. Um, that's their why. See, see why? That's the why. You know, because coach like me, you know, I'll let them if they question it. I'll say I'll tell them the why. If they come back and question it again, because it always happens twice. Let's be real, you know, we're all <laughs> and this day it always happens twice. So, you know, it happens twice, then I let it go. I said, go ahead and rock. And now I wave my hand, I said, go ahead and rock, right? Mm-hmm. And I let them go out there, and they, you know, I coached DBs there at, at Nichols, right, mm-hmm. um, when I was there. And so, say a guy gets taken up top, you know, he gives up a deep pass. I'll look at him, and I'll put my hands up like, hey, you know, I told you, that's the why. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is why I want you to be able to keep your eyes here. This is why I want your hands up. This is why I want you on your toes. This is why I want you watching near hip. This is why I want you playing through your hands. This is not me trying to be annoying to you. I don't want to keep saying these things over and over again. Right. My voice is getting hoarse. You know, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I want I want to keep my voice, but it gets frustrating. But again, like I said, you know, it's simple to us. But if you can't make the connection to the kids, then you're going to have a long, long, yeah. long yeah. just miserable coaching career. Well, uh, this has been great. Maya, I just want to thank you for some great questions. And thank you for, uh, you know, I, I saw how much you are into the Pirates, and uh, it was a great game. What do you think? They going all the way, Maya? I think they're going all the way. Let's yes, go. Ma'am. Let's go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Maya, for uh, coming on. And uh, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you at the next game. Okay. Okay, thank you. Bye, now. It was very cool seeing you. All right, well, thank you. It was nice seeing you as well. That's uh, Maya, a big Pirates fan, and it's great questions, man. And uh, so, um, hey, guess what I got, Billy? You had, you had told me you wanted a couple songs. We're going to go to a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little Mass Pirates, you know, and then we're gonna, I want to talk, Marty, maybe some things about your you know your background okay. that you can offer maybe some of these guys that are listening in whatever you know? they want man. all whatever right man all right well so hey we're gonna play uh, a little thunderstruck oh yeah and uh we're gonna play a little thunderstruck that's billy that's a big that's a big song for uh you know us around here in these parts okay dollar those, bill. Pa- those patriots fans <laughs> and then i got a little song by a band called uh pantera so uh hey folks you got any questions text in 617-764-9283 and we'll be back in a few minutes after we hear these tracks
you too. FM. Hey, this is Joey B with the All In Sports Huddle, and I want to tell you about Vitamin One. Vitamin One is a really delicious and healthy drink with no sugar and packed with natural flavors, vitamins, electrolytes, and only 10 calories. Vitamin One is veteran-owned, and you can buy Vitamin One at Market Basket and on Amazon. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Joey B, and one thing Jim Bennett and I agree on is if you are looking for a payroll company that will get the job done right, keep you in compliance, minimize your time spent on payroll, and ensure you are receiving all the tax credits you qualify for, all while providing amazing customer service and competitive pricing with no hidden fees, call Savant Payroll Solutions today at 603-232-9219. Once again, Savant Payroll Solutions, 603 603- Two three two nine two one nine. Welcome back to the All In Sports Huddle. So, welcome back to the All In Sports Huddle, everybody. Man, uh, I, we're just sitting here talking, and uh, you know, Marty's Marty's story is incredible, man. We were, uh, you know, obviously I knew he had a, a great a career, and, and you know, I knew a little bit about the story, but you know, Marty, I, I just kind of want to just you know talk real quick, you know, start this piece because uh, I think this would be a good uh, good story to tell these kids, you know, because it didn't it didn't come easy, and it didn't it didn't no. come right away for you. Um, why don't you just t- talk like you know a little bit about you know, you had Coach D'Antonio, and then how things went, and, and and basically how it how it how it ended. You know, over there in Cincinnati, because I well, think it's, I think it's kind of important. It story. was like it, it's weird how I ended up at Cincinnati. So like, um, fast forward for our, we can go back in time a little bit. Like my freshman year in high school, I like came in like a really really high prospect quarterback. You know, um, right. everybody wanted me to play quarterback, so. Um, I played JV quarterback for like four or five games. Our varsity running back gets hurt. He breaks his collarbone. And I'm killing our varsity team in practice every day. And they're know, just right? trying to, they're like, how are, we, how are we keeping this guy off the field? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the head coach at the time, he was actually my big brother's head coach. Uh, my big brother was the Russian champ at the time at school. Okay. And uh, I came in and I was running back. I played running back. They moved me to, from quarterback to running back. Uh, Cause they had a varsity, you know, quarterback and whatnot. So went through, you know, did my thing, uh, you know, d- did decent. You know what I mean? Finished off like I should, you know, strong freshman year. You know, everybody's ready for me. My sophomore year, boom, first day of school, uh, they do a drug sting at school, and I get caught up in the ring. Uh, and it 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 looks bad. It sounds better than what it was. It was a possession. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, dumb mistake, just dumb. You know what I mean? Kids do not kids, deal with drugs. Kids, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So this is a story of what what can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I'm, you know, smoking before school, and I have a little weed on me, and I go to school with like a half a joint, you know, in my pocket, and you know, a little bit of weed in me, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm like studious because I've blown, like I literally blown. Like all my freshman year, like I just just bombed class. Like I didn't care, you know what I mean. So I had like a 1.2, I think, a 1.2 GPA, right? 
um, and I was like just just bent on just being studious. So I'm in class, I'm doing all my work, you know. I get I make it all the way. I think the second or third block, you know, we had four block classes, you know, in a day. And I look up, and the police come in, you know, they're like, we want to talk to Marty, blah blah blah, and they take me out of class, they arrest me. Oh, wow. Felony drug charge because it's drugs on school grounds. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. So when I tell the story, people think like I was in school, like selling, you know, like, yeah. you know, selling yeah. cocaine or I something. Think, you I think this I mean? is a, yeah, I think this is a, yeah. And uh, as we know, some of those cannabis is treated a little differently these days, even the, but not in school, of course. Don't yeah. do it, do, don't, don't do it, kids. Not but, at all. Uh, yeah, but just uh, don't even touch it. You yeah. know what I mean? I tell the kids, don't even touch it. You know, stay away from it. You know what I mean? Um, just because it, it forces you to, it forces you to want to do things or not want to do things exceedingly more, if that makes sense. Yep. You know, so, yep, it does. Um, and it puts you in a place to where you want to be something that you're not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I got arrested um, and I got expelled. This is the, this was the killer for me. So I got expelled out of all the schools and out of all public high schools in the county, public for, and private. For for that yes. for that situation for that charge for having a joint in yes. Wow. So mind mind you, be though my the county where I'm from is the second to last to desegregate. Yeah, we just so yeah okay. That is That's really pretty so, much what you need to know. So you know, color <laughs> people we get stung really really bad wow. for you know yeah. light things like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I go to uh, they expel me out of every public and private school. Right. We only have one high school, man. Right. <laughs> you like we only have one high school in the whole county. So I get expelled from my high school, you know, um, and I go to our alternative school. The alternative school is directly behind our high school, like directly behind, surrounded in like fence barbed wire. Right. Wow. Like four portables. So I catch the regular bus to school with my friends like regular bus stop regular you know get off the bus to a, to a police escort but you gotta go to like this like fenced in like Le- crazy we walked back there wow so you get off the bus and all the kids that were you know in alternative school the police was there and they walk you police escort you to the back of the school wow. you know and so you literally see all your friends and it's torture yeah. You got to walk through everyone. You can't go to no class. You see the girls for like a split second. You know what I mean? Wow. And then boom, you're like surrounded by just terrible kid kids. You realize that what you did wasn't even that bad. Like for me, I'm like, these kids can't even comprehend nothing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they just don't want to live for nothing. They have no drive for nothing. They don't even care. Like they just like my life is over. You know, not me. You know, I just made a bad decision. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I was able to win an appeal in court, ironically. Right. So we pushed the court dates back my junior year. I'm killing on the football field now. I, you know, GPA is good. I get back in school. You know, everything's great. You know, I clear my name. Everything is smooth. You know, charges are dropped. You know what I mean? Um, Well, they wasn't dropped yet. Excuse me. We were fighting in court with it. And my mom says, as we're going to our last court date, my mom's like, listen, we get in here. Don't you say a word. Right. I didn't know like what what my mom meant at this point. You know, she had a huge manila envelope, right? Mm-hmm. So we go in the courtroom and they say, uh, do you have anything to say, Mr. Gillard? And my mom looks at me. I said, no, sir, Your Honor. And mom said, I do, right? She said, Judge, I would like to present something to the court, right? What I didn't know was at the time, uh, Dave Weinstein was the coach at Pitt. They offered me. Uh, I didn't know this, right? The judge, this is how much God was on my side. The judge calls recess, calls us back to his quarters. I walk in his quarters, just like we're here. It looked just like this, right? Mm-hmm. Everything on the wall is University of Pittsburgh. 
University what? of Pittsburgh, everything. That's crazy, Mark. This guy. That's crazy. The guy was the backup for Dan Marino. <laughs> I swear. What? I swear. I swear. He was Dan Marino's backup. You know what I mean? So he's like, how about this? I can't see, you know, I can't see myself throwing your life away. My mom was pleading like my son just made a bad decision. Right. 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 Boom. He comes back out. He gives me 130 community service hours. Wow. That's wow. it. Wow. If you complete them. You're done. Drug charges drop. We're good. I'm still playing football. You know, I'm still in school. I'm yeah. not even worrying about the, you know, the charge anymore at this point. You know what I mean? Kill it. All state. All state again. All state basketball. All state football. All state track. I'm killing everything. Boom. Now senior skip day comes. <laughs> I'm offered by everybody. Everybody. I was waiting on Florida. Ron Zook was the coach at Florida at the time. Ron Zook comes and offered me at school. He wanted to hand me the paper himself. Ironically, this day is Senior Skip Day. Oh. I orchestrated to this day the worst Senior Skip Day ever recorded <laughs> in history. <laughs> in history. Oh, we were on man. like a two-mile stretch of the beach, like two-mile stretch. All of, I think we only had maybe one or two percent of our senior class was in was in attendance that day, like maybe six kids or oh, something like that. You know man. what I'm saying? Like really, so big. on top of it, it was like just bad all around. Yeah, and he, you know, <laughs> they revoked my scholarship, oh, Florida, and man. so that crushed me because we're a Gator family, you know. Yeah. So yeah. we'll be up in uh, where you're at too. Gainesville's yeah. not far away. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, Cincy was yeah. I didn't I'm looking at everyone and I'm like, well, you know yeah, what? I mean, you know, Florida obviously has been a uh, grounds for a lot of colleges, but yeah. Cincinnati was at that place where they were kind of working. And obviously, you yeah. mentioned on this, you mentioned before about uh, Coach D'Antonio, his his involvement. Yeah. in your development i know there were some days that yeah. we, you were talking off off uh, air uh he was he was basically instrumental for your success he was my dad man like even in the recruiting process like no matter what sport i played i looked up in the stands i always seen a seepaw it was always coach d just like i was like damn it has to be he has to be breaking some kind of you know some kind of like every week it seemed like i seen this man you know what i mean so yeah. that stood out to me right so it was like UCLA, USC, Illinois, Tennessee, you know what I mean? All these big schools, you know what I mean? Everyone's after me. Pitt, you know, West Virginia, all the Big East, you know, you know, some Pac-10 schools, some Big Ten schools, you know, everyone is, you know, they want me, you know. But I knew where everywhere was besides Cincinnati. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Cincy because I don't even know what it is. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I just wanted to get the furthest I, I could away from home, but you, I didn't want to be too far. Did you that. feel like getting, you wanted, so you wanted to kind of, hey, I got to get away from yeah. maybe, you know, some yeah. of the negatives. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because no one took, everyone was, like I say, where I'm from, everyone's super talented, like super, super talented, but everyone's super scared to take that blind step in faith. You know what I mean? We're all yep. scared of the unknown for real. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Well, I think that's- Especially being from, a small, you know, from yeah. a small city. We're not like Boston, you know what I mean? We're not like Orlando, Jacksonville, you know what I mean? Philadelphia, New York, you know, we're not like that. Like those, like when you're from a big city and that's me being living now in a city, like you have a million choices. Like right. it's infinite jobs. Like it's, you know, infinite ways to make money. It's, it's infinite respect. And it's, you know what I mean? It's different ways to be able to gain these things. When you're a country boy and it's a small city, it's only a few things that you can do. And it's only a few th ways that you can make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you either like own a, 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 a landscaping company or you work concrete or something like that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So for me, I'm like, I can't do that. 
You know, I can't do them things. I need to take, I want to do something different. No one's ever did this. Yeah. So, so you're like, you're, you're kind of like setting the whole, you know, precedent. Like I'm going to Cincy, I'm yep. going to a school in the big, they were in the big East at the yep, time, yep. right? Big East. Um, you know, obviously Cincinnati didn't have maybe the name that other schools had at the time, but we're definitely on the come up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, go ahead. So coach D, um, I remember I said I was coming and he said, good. Cause we are graduating, I think 28 seniors, they graduated 28 seniors and they just, the biggies just locked in the, uh, ESPN deal. So we were going to get primetime TV, you know, one of our games, one of the biggies games was going to be primetime TV every week. You know, we was like, whoa, like for me, I'm like, whoa. So if I could crack the starting lineup, I could be on TV. You know, I don't have to wait. You know what I mean? Every other, you know, school that was recruiting me was like, hey, we either change your position or, you know, we need you to gain weight. We need you to do this. You know, Tennessee sure. was like, we love you at running back, but we need you to gain like 15 pounds. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I like me being fast where I am. Like, I don't yeah. know what I'll do with another 15, you know? Right. So right. there's a whole lot of that. Hey, we want you to come, but you got to do this yeah. and you got to do that. And you're just like, I just want to play. Yeah, that's it. You know, so Coach D says, you know, you have a chance to play right now. And he mm -hmm. said, and I'm serious. And yep. he sat down. He was at my grandma's house, man. You know what I mean? Like, he's sitting there eating, you know, sitting there eating a big plate of soul food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just <laughs> him and Tim Hinton and those guys, they just sat there, and they were real genuine, and they were real just real, nice. truthful. They nice. made me feel like, and my family feel. If my, when, my grand, when they left out of the house and my grandma said, grandson, you know, everything's white and black where I'm from. You know, grandson, and those white men right there, they – they really, 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 really like you. I really like them. They're yeah. really genuine. Yeah. She they, could they tell that good, they didn't. You know, they got good soul. She could tell they didn't. They didn't just want to like. They didn't want you for. They wanted to. They right. wanted Marty, the whole dude, and they wanted to see that development and make that happen. And that was the first time she ever even mentioned anything about the recruiting process. You know what I'm saying? My grandma didn't know nothing about this. No one where I'm from knows nothing about this D1 stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah. I got every. I'm the most decorative thing ever. Like ever where I'm from, yeah. like ever, yeah. no one ever did it. So I repeated the same damn thing I did in high school. Came in as a freshman at Cincinnati, tricked off in class. You know what I mean? Lose my scholarship. Now I played as a true freshman, you know, played, started, started a couple games. I think my first start was uh, Penn State, you know, um, played against Pitt. You know what I mean? Recorded a few tackles, stuff like that. Started at run, uh, started at kick returner. You know, did my thing a little bit there. Um, but coming at my second year, going into it, Coach D was like, look, now you can be a first-round draft pick corner. You know, you, there's no one going to run past you. You're catching everything. You know, you don't understand the defense, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're really doing – you made major strides. You know what I mean? But you got to go to class, man. Like, you got to do – you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's a part of like, being a student athlete. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. There's a student part. Right? Yes, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. how he was. He was really heavy on that. He really yeah. was big on, like, take care of what you said you was going to take – what your grandma, what you told your grandma what you was going to – he always reminded me that. Yeah. Remember what you told your mama and wow, your grandma man. you was going to do? You told him you was going to make a name for yourself a good one. You told him you was going to leave with a great education. You told him you was going to make them proud. Yeah. You know, Marty. Um, yeah, man, this is this is uh, great stuff, man. And, you know, I think the the, the story uh, we're, we're probably going to need to have you back in. Quite honestly, I'd love to have you back in if we can no or or have you because um, I'm for, I got I got uh, I got to wrap this up here soon. But I do want to I do want to come back. I mean, obviously, 
the story kind of led to you know some great things obviously yep. you were able to with coach d'antonio you were able to have you know uh currently right now in cincinnati's records where where are you where are you up there with the i mean you're pretty high i know, I know that i know i'm the all-time i'm i'm in the hall of fame there um yep uh played on the only undefeated team yeah. Uh, you know, we were number three. I think we we're the highest rated team ever. Uh, number three in the nation yep. there. Um, I had the the receiving record, touchdown record for a while. I think Chris Moore might have bro- broken it. Uh, uh-huh. He played for Baltimore for a while. Yeah. Um, but Chris Moore, I think, broke it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, they arguably, they always put me in the conversation as one of the best Bearcats in any sport. You know, so when you get mentioned in the likes of yeah. Oscar Robinson and guys like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's huge. So you're saying when you go to Cincinnati, if there's a barbecue or you're at you're someplace that, uh, you know, get that Skyline chili, you might not be paying for it. Well, so I'm, I'm a gold star guy. You <laughs> oh, know, I'm a gold. Don't tell nobody, but I'm a gold star guy. Yeah, folks who haven't had that <laughs> Cincinnati chili, man, you know, it's yeah, different. Oh <laughs> uh, it's like I wasn't even a chili guy like that until I went, you know, and they were like, hey. You we know, put this on spaghetti, man. One, one, <laughs> they call it a one-way, two-way, or three-way. You know, you can get it one, two, or three ways. You know what I mean? I always get it three ways with the onions and the cheese on top. You know, there so you it's go. like, yeah, yeah, they put it on top of spaghetti. It's, it's crazy. Like, it's the yeah. weirdest thing, but it tastes yeah. amazing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I had it one time when I was out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was great, real, man. man. Marty, I appreciate you so much, man, coming in. I want to just wrap up with, you know, the Pirates had a great game, and, you know, you guys won by – you know, seventy-two fifty-eight played the first place Frisco in your mm-hmm. division. Now you're two games. You got two games at home, and then uh, you have a game this week. Who you guys got this week? We have Vegas. Um, Vegas. Vegas Nighthawks. Vegas Nighthawks. On okay, and that's home at the DCU. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you have a bye week, and then you you back at home. So you next two are at home, and then you guys go. You finish the season on the road. Yep. yep. Uh, Folks, you know, check them out. You got to check out the Mass Pirates, man. Uh, I'm telling you right now, you got to go check out a game. I mean, it's just nonstop action. You know, the deuce, the 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 plays. These guys are high level guys. These receivers, uh, man. I'm telling you right now, uh, you will not be disappointed. Get there, and the game's Saturday, correct? Yes. Yeah. Seven Sa- o'clock. Saturday night, seven o'clock against Vegas Nighthawks. Marty, for folks that want to find out more about you and what you're doing, how do they find you on socials? Um, you can follow my training page. We got MG1 Training. Um, I just partnered with Pack Performance. Um, we're doing an amazing thing. Pack, and, I mean, Pack has put out some of the best linebackers in the state over the last few years. Me, myself, you know, I'm coming. God, Jesus. We have, you know, every year I've been at Nichols, you know, we've put out two all-conference guys. You know, I'm fresh off of putting an all-region guy out, and, you know, I feel like we have the number one safety. Well, Nichols has the number one safety now, and Derek Revelis, uh, I mean, we've just been doing a lot of great things, but MG1 training on IG, um, Facebook, everything goes the same. Uh, you know, we do good things. We're focusing on, you know, football IQ. We're one of the few uh, training units that do football IQ. Yep. Um, uh, we want to be able to teach the kids how to play the game properly. Um, my guy does, you know, Pack does, takes care of the strength and, con- you know, the strength and conditioning portion of it. I take care of what we have speed school separately, where we teach kids the functional way of running, mm-hmm. how to, you know, injury prevention, you know, um, how to stay fast longer. Okay. Um, and, you know. That's, yeah, that's, uh, no, that's great. And wide I, receiver coach at the Pirates, so, you there know. There you go, man. Yeah, and uh, and absolutely, man. Lucky to have you back here. Hey, we're going to we're gonna go to a song right now. This, this song is going out to my boy Dave De Palma. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to have the uh, – 
uh, the Coleman's from Gorman uh, Lacrosse talking a little bit, and we're going to celebrate the uh, the guys from that uh, Gorham High School Lacrosse and for their bravery and what they've been through. So we're going to listen to a little GNR. You're listening to the All in Sports Huddle. When we come back, we're going to talk a little lacrosse. Thanks, guys, for coming on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, no problem, baby.
Oh yeah! Welcome to the jungle for my boy Dave De Palma. What's going on, everybody? Joey B in the All In Sports Huddle. I'm here with Jordan Porter. What a great man! What a great talk with Marty and uh, Billy Savory, huh? The Mass Pirates. I would love to pick their brain, you know, with football and, you know, all the college ball he was talking, I was, I was getting excited. Yeah, man, no, definitely. And uh, what he's got going on over there, you know, he, uh, he's been, the thing about his story is, is that he's been, he was at the highest level, NFL, coached in college, and now he's, you know, he's around here offering some, some great skill and, yeah. and opportunity. Hey, um, first of all, I, I want to thank you for tipping me off to introduce me to this idea. And I want to, uh, you know, and I, by all means, you know, I want to make sure you you ask questions, too. But I want to bring on um, Stacy Coleman and Jesse Coleman. Um, this is a story that um, if you followed me and or you follow my uh, Instagram or anything, you kind of know what's going on about uh, Gorham High School in Gorham, Maine. It's just when does bullying, and we talked about it earlier, when does coaching kind of go beyond that, uh, you know, hey, this is why we're doing it, and it's more like bullying. And I got to give credit to these to these young men. Uh, they realized that it just wasn't right, and they wanted to do something about it. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Stacy and Jesse on, uh, talk about uh, their their uh, son, Bodie, and let's celebrate these uh, these seniors. Hi, Stacy and Jesse. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the All in Sports Huddle. Uh, it's been uh, it's been great to talk to you off offline, and I really appreciate you uh, coming on uh, because I know there's been a lot going on, and even today you told me there were some things going on, but really the whole point of of this is I have Jordan Porter uh, with me. Jordan's, a, Jordan's an assistant coach for a school in, called Groton Dunstable, and uh, they're a, he's a lacrosse coach, football coach, but he's, they're getting ready for the playoffs. And so he brought this story to my attention, actually, and uh, he's here. And we, were just, we just wanted to you know, talk to you. I know the boys, like I said, have been through a lot, a lot of, lot of things going on. But I really, this is really about celebrating their bravery, celebrating them because, you know, they just realized something wasn't right. And, you know, when coaching becomes, you know, uh, bullying, that kind of that kind of stuff that we we talked about. And I I don't want to get too much into the the day to day, but I just want uh, you guys to kind of just tell tell us how proud are you of Bodie uh, for kind of standing up to some things that he knew wasn't right. Incredibly proud. I mean, what the boys have endured and what they've uh, stood up for is—it's um, really brave. Well, yeah. Thanks for having us on, and, and um, I, I think the way that you just said it um, kind of frames the picture well. In that, th there comes a point where hard coaching goes too far. You know, um, both Stacy and I have been lifelong coaches, and we've coached dozens of teams at age levels, all the way from preschool all the way to semi-pro players. And um, we're, we're very familiar with many different coaching philosophies and, and know what it means to, to coach hard, coach soft, and everything in between. Uh, but there does come a point where behaviors just cross the line. And, um, you know, there's always going to be personality differences. But when it gets to a point where the entire team is collectively unified in a voice of being fed up with, with specific behaviors, um, and then even even attempting to voice their frustration, even attempting to voice that willingness and active like anticipation to want that change directly to the coach 
is being not only not received but retaliated with with more put downs uh, comes a point where it's just too much enough is enough and something has to be done about it you know i i was reading this because again jordan's with me and jordan was like hey you know we we know each other through football through uh coaching in various levels and uh both of us have been involved with coaching and you know i always feel and we were just sitting here i don't know if you got to listen in but we had marty gilliard who played at cincinnati and we were talking about a lot of times coaches will tell uh wise the wise this is why we're doing it you know this is why um you know to help this to help the athletes know what what's being done so it makes sense and you know i know that Again, we don't want to want to get into the coach's name and all that, but I, I, you know, one of the things that I definitely found really bizarre was the passive aggressive kind of uh, vibe you would say that I that I saw, and even just it wasn't about the eye black, right? But that was what took it. We knew that was the tipping point because they couldn't understand why, right? It's like no, I don't want you to do. I want you not to do this, and this is why. I mean, there's no real reason why the kids can't go out there and wear eye black. It's a sport that, you know, it helps with glare, but it's just a unity thing. And, um, but it was the tipping point. And uh, there were some other, obviously, things going on for a while. But, you know, I think what really, really made me want to, you know, kind of celebrate these guys, because that's probably, and look, I, we, like, again, you know, you, you guys said it. You know good coaching, you know hard coaching, you know what it's about, but this just seemed like repetitive year after year, the same thing. Uh, I just want you guys to kind of maybe just talk a little bit about what led to these guys kind of finally saying enough is enough. Well, you you did mention the the eye black, which is, again, it it was, that was more of like just the beginning of this protest, (laughs) kind of like just The beginning of the protest, right? yeah, yeah, a way to kind of get the attention. Right, these boys um, have been enduring this for years. I think there there have been ongoing years of <clears throat> of complaints from parents and from players uh, to the administration uh, without anything being done year after year. And and so, you know, the, these these senior boys. Our our son is a senior here, and he's got a good future ahead of him right now, planning to play in in, in college right now. So. Uh, all good things are lined up there, and it's it's a great relationship with the coach already. So we're really happy about all that. And we we asked him, and we asked some of the other seniors, like, why why did you do this? You guys could have just rode off into the sunset and been done with this. Like, what, a couple more games, and then you move on. And to the one, they all got very emotional and said, we can't leave our brothers behind. You know, they they didn't want the younger players that they really bonded with to have to deal with this really toxic situation yeah. uh, for years in in their future. Mm-hmm. Uh, they felt like that was betraying their team if they didn't stand up and do something. And they felt that they needed to do it in a smart way that was peaceful, that was direct, that was responsible um, to, to stand up to this and draw attention from the administration that had been overlooked for years. And it really started with just, they just wanted to meet with their coach and talk because the, the, the eye black incident, uh, as it's come to be known, was on senior night. So it, uh, the coach decided to punish them by not speaking to them for the entire game. And then uh, at practice the next day, he came and he didn't speak to them. He sat there quietly staring at them. And then on Friday, the coach didn't show up at practice. 
the following Monday, he didn't talk all practice until the time when he told them that their punishment was going to be that they would sit out their first quarter of their uh, the next game that was on that Tuesday. Um, the boys, um, you know, they were willing to accept that punishment, but they knew that something needed to be done. And so they met um, as a team, um, you know, just the boys, and decided that we want to confront, we want to meet with, with the coach. We want to talk with our coach. Um, so they set up a meeting with the coach uh, before uh, they left on the bus, and the athletic director uh, got wind of this and decided um, that you know, he wasn't going to have it. He basically didn't allow the boys to talk. Yeah, they, they attempted to to tell the coach that they did not want to play for him, and they called for his resign, resignment, um, the resignation. And that took a lot of bravery, and the whole team willingly said, we will forfeit this match unless you resign. Uh, you know, face to face with with uh, with their their coach because of the the volume of abuse over years and um, right in front of the athletic director and everything. And uh, it, there's a lot of complicated parts of this story that yeah. go way deep, and it really goes. It can go into a, uh, a negative <laughs> hole. But long and short of it, yeah. they were forced to go on and play. Yep. And through the course of that game, um, the, the game unraveled. And seven of these boys were then uh, decided were were ejected from the team uh, for peacefully removing themselves from a volatile situation and supporting their teammates from a different section of the sideline. That's right. what it came down to. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know that this there's a lot on this story, and if folks want to learn more about it, they can go to my you know Instagram. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing was is that they were trying to have a real discussion about this over time you know it was just continuing and continuing they saw their underclassmen their fellow uh their teammates that they just didn't want to see it going on anymore uh but what really surprised me out of this whole story was how the administration um just the fact that you know a, a situation like this and you guys are not even asked to come in and talk about it and they 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 bring them into school on the on the day of their last game right and they tell them that they're not playing anymore is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, that was really that was really sad. They cut the parents out of the conversation. The administration decided to be heavy-handed with no communication to parents or any investigation into what the incident was. Um, the athletic director decided to make this punitive decision without even interviewing the seniors that were present at the game. Like the athletic director was not present for the game, and he made this decision without even interviewing. So it's you know I'm I'm proud of how courageous and calm these boys have been during this process, where they've been um, repeatedly just silenced and overlooked and deliberately to had their voices taken away from them. Yeah, I mean, when on the on the sideline when they ultimately decided to do the peaceful protest and and walk away from the bench, staying on the field, mind you. But they, they, when they did that, they didn't get angry. They didn't, I mean, I'm sure they were angry inside, but they weren't yelling. They didn't throw things. They, like, literally calmly uh, gathered their things and walked towards their parents because the coaches were not communicating with them. The coaches literally turned their backs on them, um, and wow. they didn't know what else to do. So they walked towards their, their parents because, you, you know, they're children. They need help right. to, to know and understand, like, you know, what do I do now? Nobody's helping me right now. Hmm. 
Um, and that ultimately is what got them booted from the team, uh, expelled from the team, which I, I don't, I, I, it just blows our mind that that was the, that's the ruling of, you know, that was the, the worst thing that could ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and even amongst that, one of the uplifting parts um, during that fiasco of a game, one of the referees came over to check on the boys because it was clearly a volatile situation. The, yeah. One of the referees came over and said, hey, boys, are you okay? Yeah. Is, is everything all right yeah. over here? Um, we had supporters from the opposing team. You know, it was an, another local team that, that uh, the boys were facing, and parents were, were coming over to us as other parents and to these other players saying, hey, guys, you know, we heard about what's going on, and, and we're really proud that you're, you're being courageous and standing up to something that really needs to change. Yeah. It's so amazing. Even amongst yeah. a lot of this negativity, there's been a lot of positive outreach and support from, from our community. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the kids have been, the guys have been through a lot. The young men have been through a lot. And I, I guess my question is, is I know that today, can we, can we talk a little bit about what happened today? Because on a Sunday, was there, was there a meeting? The, you guys are trying to work hard to get these guys reinstated, correct? Is that the plan? Because they shouldn't have been suspended. Yeah, we're, we're trying as hard as we can. Right now, we did meet with, uh, with a school committee member um, in an attempt to, to have our administration overturn this decision uh, just based on incomplete decision-making. Yeah, well, today was the first day. So this has been, what, since last, uh, you know, Thursday was the day they, that, that, that um, they were officially off the team. But uh, it's, it's been since last Tuesday, right? This is the first time that our sto our boys have been asked what their side of the story was. Our boys have not been asked or interviewed at all by the administration. Even asked, nobody's even checked up on them and said, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" Like that, because that, you know that must have been really hard. And so it was nice today um, that the the school committee chair uh, was was asking you know those questions, and and he really seemed to listen. I think that was the first time that the boys really felt listened to, and even us as parents, we felt listened to. Um, so that was that was uplifting. Um, I mean, I guess the takeaway from today is that we're hoping that um, the the school committee chair brings it to the superintendent tomorrow morning, and um, convinces her to just make the change to to just basically reinstate them like she has the power to do that so that's mm -hmm. our goal because they do have the, the boys actually ended up making it to playoffs they're in 12th place oh um, okay but, i did um, not i did not realize if, that if she reinstates yeah if she yeah. reinstates it then they'd be able to play tuesday so that's, oh wow i mean that's that's like our last ditch effort to get them back uh on the field okay but um you know again that that all depends on whether or not our superintendent decides to realize that this was this just was not the the correct punishment for what they did. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't, you know, I wasn't sure how how the playoffs were looking up in Maine, but you know, that's yeah, absolutely for them to be able to still get an opportunity and I really hope so so it's going to continue um to tomorrow more discussion and hopefully um a positive uh, result. Jordan, you have anything to ask? Yeah, I definitely do. You know, this I, is Jordan Porter. He actually put me onto this story, guys. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. I think on like Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. I sent it to you, and you know, it really you know hit me because you know I'm a coach. You know, I used to be a, a player. You know, back in my young days, and um, and I, I know these kids just want to be heard. And you know, I'm a JV coach. I, you know, I help out with the varsity as well. And 
my type of coaching is I want to make sure I show the respect, you know, as they're going to show me. And I want them to make sure that they have a voice and I'm going to listen. Uh, and that's just how I think I would build a rapport with these kids, you know, through their, you know, if they're freshmen, you know, sophomore, they're going to build that rapport with me throughout their careers. And you know, I, I want to applaud these kids for standing up the right way. You know, they could have definitely done something, you know, totally different, mm-hmm. um, you know, being seniors in high school. And we've, yeah. We've known these kids. Uh, yeah. can there's do some something kids that, yeah, there's some kids have done differently, <laughs> like just like not showing up and you know just said you know we're done you know dealing with this, but they wanted to try to, they wanted to try to do it the right way and it got to a point where they realized that this is not good for them and it's not good for their teammates. So well, you know it, it's amazing for these you know seven kids, uh, they were kicked off and I I feel like I would feel some type of way, but. It's it's great that they are still supporting those underclassmen kids. Yeah, uh, that team. You know, it may they may not be supporting that coach. You know, who he was, but they're still supporting that team, and that just shows that you know the brotherhood of lacrosse. I I don't know how long these kids have played together for, whether it be youth or you know just. Um, have they played together a long time, Stacy and Jesse? Yeah, they really have. Most of these boys have played for, for many, many years together, um, not only for their high school team, but in travel teams. And, gotcha. you know, and these yeah. boys have had great experiences with great coaches. And when we've traveled together, you know, to, to New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Massachusetts and, and travel, you know, all over the place uh, doing doing travel team stuff uh, year-round. And and so there's a, there's been a lot of investment and commitment. And, you know, I, what I just heard said is, is very true. There really is a strong brotherhood in lacrosse. There's, there's something special about it. I know every team has has its, has its you know benefits, but there's there's something just uniquely special about the spirit of of just healthy competition and brotherhood in lacrosse. That's just fun to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not only do these these older guys stick up for the younger guys, but uh, now we're we're seeing this outpouring where the young guys are piping up and saying, okay. "Hey, uh, yeah. we're we're proud of our of our older brothers who who were looking out for us, and they're, yep. they're making their statements right now saying that they're proud of proud of them." Um, you know, it's it's good that that this program will no longer you know have the presence of this coach. You know that 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 has been terminated. Mm-hmm. So so that part of the the story is over. Um, but uh, we just got one little piece that hope we hope we can resolve and, and get these boys back playing with their brothers. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and again, you know, I would I would like to, if possible, maybe we can uh, shout out these seven seniors. Could you possibly give you know? Because I know Bodie, your son Bodie Coleman, is one of them. But can we give a can we can we mention all their names and just celebrate them for their for their bravery and uh, whatever happens? I truly hope that. It does work out in their favor, uh, but can we just you know, give give them a let us know their names? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, again, their parents aren't here, um, but I definitely uh, I can give you some first names. I know we. Yeah, have, let's do uh, the first Joe. names. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, first names would be perfect. Yeah, so Joe, Tyler, Jasper, uh, Justin, Justin, Bodie. Cody, and then there's two more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't put you on the spot. Well, no, you know what? I that's it. You told me no surprises. No, (laughs) no, I, I, 
<laughs> no surprises. Uh, that was the one. No, I um, I just want you guys to know uh, that. In um, okay, you got him. Uh, Brady is another one. Okay. And then um, uh, Hayden. Okay. Sorry, Hayden. Okay. Yes. Right. There we got them all. There we go. <laughs> all right. A lot of J's in that, that club. There was, was a lot of A's. It's been a long weekend. Yeah. I apologize, Brady. I didn't forget about you. Well, I, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. And you know, this is the thing. I mean, obviously their bravery and what we're talking about, but they do have a hope. Hopefully they have an opportunity to play one more game or more than one game. If they can get, if they can get back on this team. And so I would love to uh, keep uh, in contact with you and, and give it, let us know what's going on. And again, for folks that want to learn more about it, they can. How can they follow? What's the best way for them to follow this story? Do you are you guys keeping folks updated from that lacrosse the Gorm Lax website? How are you? How are folks? How can um, folks learn more about this? Yeah, the Gorm Lax um, Instagram. Uh, our son Bodie actually is is one of the managers on that. So oh, okay. That has a lot of info. Um, you can follow me at livingachampionlife.com on Instagram. Uh, and uh, that's that's where we're posting a lot of things. Again, you know, we weren't really prepared to have all this all this kind of come together, but those are yeah. ways that you can find it. I know it was in the the Portland Press Herald um, just uh, yesterday morning. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think the biggest thing is is like if people want to show support, like like maybe um, you know just hashtag support the Gorham 7. That's kind of what they've come to be known as the Gorham 7. The Gorham so, 7, yeah. Hashtag uh, support the Gorham 7. I love it. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. no, absolutely. The, you know, the, these guys, uh, you know, the, when I was 18, I, you know, I wasn't thinking that, you know, what I did was I was worried about maybe where I was going to get lunch at McDonald's or Wendy's, right? These guys have created something that, you know, down the road, you know, when they're like we were talking, when they're at a watering hole ten years from now with their buddies, uh, they'll always they'll be, hey man, you were the guys that uh, you know stood up to that, and uh, you know rounds on me. <laughs> but um, yeah. but uh, yeah. down down the road, kids, down the road, guys, ten years down the road. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's really great that we just got word that um, you know the boys are going into playoffs, and usually they they hang up. Um, you know, plywood cutouts of shirts with their last names on it, and uh, they're still going to hang up the boys shirts they're like nope they're a part of this team we're still putting their shirts up all around town so um, their names will be represented in our town um, in that way which is really nice and and there's been a lot of support like Jesse said the younger kids are are writing in so many people have like just shown an outpouring of support for us and um, and, and for the the boys and and for what everything that uh, you know all the parents and all the kids are going through so um, we we just want to thank everybody for that 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 that's been just so helpful in such a difficult situation to know that you know people are are out there and and supporting them no absolutely go ahead jordan yeah i was just gonna say like you know piggybacking off your plywood shirt idea sounds awesome and you know nobody should discredit these kids for this one game because they they've been through the whole season with the Gorm lacrosse team. Absolutely. So I don't think anybody should uh, discredit them. You know, all the hard work that they put in, you know, whether it be practice or games, uh, goals, assists, you know, they're, again, they're the brotherhood. They're sticking with that team and they're not running from anything. They're just standing up. They want to, yeah. Then they want to be back on this team. So when will, so you're hoping the game is Tuesday. You're hoping that through the, with the school committee superintendent, some word will get, um, be ha- be done tomorrow hopefully is that the plan hopefully i mean 
it would have to be tomorrow. And, yeah. and I guess what what our hope is, our kind of Hail Mary here, is that the superintendent can just, she she's, she's has the power. So she could literally say they're reinstated, um, which is the right thing to do. I mean, these boys did nothing wrong. They didn't cause trouble. They, they're you know, if anything, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe a penalized game, maybe you run sprints, you know, something that's right. not, right. you're completely off the team. Off and the team. another sad thing, too, is that they're at this point, they're disinvited to the sports award ceremony, which is just heartbreaking. Oh, wow. Senior year. So they so can't I'm hoping that this will oh, also a- allow them to go to that. OK, so as of right now, they can't go to the Gorham High School award ceremony due to being off the team. No, no, as of right now, they cannot. And in fact, there is one captain who wasn't dismissed from the team because he stayed in the the invisible line area that our superintendent uh, or our athletic director drew. Um, And he's kind of being um, talked to right now about how he's not allowed to bring it up when he's because he'll have to make a speech because he's the only remaining captain. So that's really sad to think that the super that the athletic director is, um, you know, already planning that um and and teaching um him that that's not allowed that we're not allowed to talk about it mm. um and that's just continuing the silence right yeah, yeah. So. no absolutely everybody ha- you, you gotta you gotta be heard I- i'll tell you what this was um uh, this was incredibly informative and with what the your 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 son and those athletes have gone through i know it's been a, a trying uh last week or so um uh, but uh Again, you know, we know what's good coaching. We know what's not, uh, what the story uh, has presented itself to be. I wanted to really, this was about just, you know, celebrating those guys. Um, let's hope that, you know, some some sensibility, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. And when Jordan and I are just looking at each other, I just hope that someone finds some good common sense here and says, you know what, these kids should be able to play. And uh, I really do hope that maybe that happens. So, Please keep us posted. Uh, I will definitely be checking that out tomorrow. And uh, Jesse, Stacy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank, thank you for so having much. us. Yeah, and if, you know, a couple days from now, the boys might feel completely different and, and be ready to come on and talk again. So definitely reach out. Um, like I said, we're just so proud of them. They they mm-hmm. stood up. They did the right thing. And yeah. They, uh, they well, were, they got some great. things going on right now. I could totally understand. And so I want to let you know that you always have a – they always have a spot here on the uh, the all in huddle. So, thank you so much. Good good luck. All right, you have a good night. All right, that was Stacy and Jesse Coleman. Uh, just a real, uh, you know, just a real tough stuff. You want? What do you want to say? Do you have something to say? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel bad for the kids. You know, missing out on a senior night. You know, potentially could have been their last game. It, uh, definitely, it hurts. Well, that was the thing. You know, I was talking to them uh, when we were putting this together you know my biggest thing was you know some of these kids will play at the next level a few of them are like their son was mentioning he's got an opportunity to play but some of these kids this this is it you know it's not like you pick up organized lacrosse all the time you know and and, you know it's it's not like and you're not got a chance to play with you guys again it's it's different like you know, when COVID hit, a lot of kids lost their you know they seasons. Lost, they lost these guys lost their freshman. But this year. is different, yeah. Right, but this these, is this same class. They they didn't have a freshman they season. Didn't have a freshman season. So these guys have been through enough already. You, you know, know, COVID losing a season versus you know the coaching. You know, yeah. losing your senior night is is definitely yeah. it stinks. It yeah. does stink. Yeah. Um, 
Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go to a song. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a little Vince Staples song, Blue Suede. And when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about Jordan's story. We might talk a little bit about Groton Dunstable Lacrosse, and then we might talk about his uh, involvement in flag football. Let's go a little Blue Suede, Vince Staples. Watch out for Judas Vice and G-Unit 5 fucking with the Yayo 2 LVPD get sprayed on 2 Always keep it GC Ask my homies for the proof Blowing 40s as a youth Dump deuce in the Chevy Hit the corner, run up on them Turn the nigga to SpaghettiOs New shoes with the blue suede Blue suede, the blue suede, the blue suede Young Graves get the bouquets Bouquets, the bouquets, the bouquets Hope I outlived them red roses. 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 Bitches ain't shit for tricks. I've been known that. Blowing on dicks for slips and cocoa. Yak out club hopping, hopping in Kodak. Sweat a coke that. Love white like Bobby White. Finna party like it's prime tonight. Finna kill a nigga walking to his mom's tonight. Shit real in the field, get caught, don't squeal, best deal that the judge finna offer life. Play this track at Calipat, get it poppin' in the prison, play this shit at Iowa, where my little brother live and live or die for the whoopin' of the crib and pick a side, death row, till they put you in the pick and shoot a fry, that's life, three strikes, that's life, three hoes, half dyke, this could be a long night, long road to the riches, bribe those from the bitches. Could have been a felon selling nickels off a Linda nigga, fuck that. New shoes with the blue suede, blue suede, the blue suede, the blue suede. Young Graves get the bouquets, bouquets, the bouquets, the bouquets. Hope I outlive them red roses, hope I outlive them red roses, hope I outlive them red roses, hope I outlive them red roses. Yo, that's a little Vince Staples. Yo. Yo, you're listening to the All In Sports Huddle. It's Joey B with Jordan Porter, man. What's going on, Jordan? 
Hey, how we doing tonight on Sunday? It's raining. It's raining. <laughs> I know, man. And you know what? Um, yeah, man. Good night to be in here because there's not much going on out there, right? Yeah. Um, hey, man, you had a great day. We, we were talking a little earlier about, um, you know, just today was a day where you guys had a, a big a big matchup against uh, uh, Dighton Rehoboth, right? Correct. And, uh, yeah, let's talk talk a little bit about the game. Uh, let's give a shout-out to, uh, obviously, okay, we got to shout-out the boys. So let's shout-out the captains. Yeah, captains are Wes, um, Evan, and Aiden. All right, and then obviously Coach Arena. Coach Arena. Uh, this is a team that obviously these guys you got a, quite a few guys that have that uh, you know leadership. Uh, they have a lot of guys that have had experience playing at this level and playing. Uh, so this this season was it kind of hey, this is the plan. If we do it, if we work right, we got to get ourselves a good seed, get a home game, yeah, and and kind of get there, right? Yeah, they, they these kids it's a big group of seniors, um, and they've played together I believe since you know. They were in the youth um, yeah. on their travel teams and their AEU teams and all that. Yeah, yeah. And they've built that bond. You know, I'm going to go back to that brotherhood. They have no, that right. brotherhood yeah, man. where they just know the attitudes of everyone. They have the connection to everyone. And they're just playing brother ball. That, yeah. If I can yeah. say it any better. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And um, they know where they, they know that they're, you know, the thing about good teams, right, is the good teams know what they, they're good at. And what their other guys are good at, and they yeah. try to set them up for for where where they should be and what they should be doing. Yeah. And uh, you know, hey man, if someone's down, yeah, let me let me pick you up. Let me let me keep it going. But it seemed like today was a day where it was just rolling, right? It was twenty to nine was the final. Yeah, today was the first first round of thirty two. Yep. And um, and you told me uh, offline, you know, obviously I'm a big Chumsford guy, and uh, you saw, so you guys got ready. Uh, with a little scrimmage, a little uh, work yeah, we, practice, we, a little scrimmage with uh, Chumsford. We did a joint practice with Chumsford. Um, obviously, you know they got great facilities. They have great kids. Uh, they have studs out there. You know what? They D one, D two, Chumsford. They're actually at yeah, D one. D one, yeah. So they're opening up with Westford. W A tomorrow. Double A tomorrow. Um, yep, W A. And w- good luck know, to those boys. Good luck yep. to the C H S Lax. And, you know, we played a very competitive game against Westford Academy. You know, we were down. This is probably in the beginning of the season, but you know, we were down. I think going into the half, I think it was five to three, and uh, on a Saturday morning too. Like these, these are different games for us where we're used to the Tuesdays and Thursdays, and to come on a Saturday morning. Was that over there at their place? Over at w, uh, Westford Academy. Over yep, WA's field. Yep. And it was it was cold and windy. This season's been cold and windy. Yeah. Uh, we can't shake it, bro. What? What the WTF? We were at a ninety degrees. You were practicing on Thursday. Yeah, against it was Chumstrad. hot. Chumstrad. Turf gets hot. It was probably the field temperature was probably hundred degrees. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Kids are sweating. You, you, <laughs> you, you it looked like they went swimming. Well, think about it, man. You know, there's no time to get ready for that kind of heat, especially the kind of spring we've had. It's been a weird spring, and then you know, all of a sudden it drops down to fifty. Their first yeah. game, crazy. But yeah, I mean, the, back to the WA game that we were down in. Um, these kids, you know, Coach Arena, uh, he spoke to the team, and they came out of that half like, you know, blazing guns. They they were yeah. after it. I think they scored. I can't remember. I think it was like twelve to eleven, but you know, they got back and they scored, um, passing, you know, assist by everyone. Everybody was contributing, and uh, we took we took away uh, that game, you know, with a dub. Mm-hmm. Uh, against a big D1 school. Yeah, that's a great, and that's great for you because the way the playoffs run now is a point system, right? 
Yep. So you get point some system. points for that. So that helped you. Yep. So right Our now, opponent rating is like it's it's up in the seven. Yeah. So you and that's got, good. Yeah. So you guys right now, um, just so folks know, with the win today, you've already you you've put yourself into the Sweet Sixteen, right? I did we're in the and, Sweet Sixteen? And uh, in the Sweet Sixteen, now you got to go to uh, out and to play Pope Francis. Pope Francis private school out of out of Springfield Holyoke area. Yep. Yeah, Ch- Chicopee, I think, or something like that. I or? believe they're in Holyoke. I believe, yeah, well, they, Pope Francis, I believe at the campus is, well, no, you're probably right. Yeah, you're right. Chicopee, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Pope Francis, uh, uh, probably assuming a lot of those guys probably play a little uh, hockey. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure it's huge out put, there. Yeah, you know. Springfield. And I know, uh, and I know, but, you know, we were talking offline about this. Uh, hey, look, I'm not going to say that Western Mass lacrosse isn't, isn't good or anything, but... I think Eastern Mass, the teams you're playing, the teams you're playing out here in Central Mass, it's 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 good lacrosse. So you're yeah. gonna go out there and you're gonna you know it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, a lot of these kids play in that New Hampshire Tomahawk, so you know they they know how to play. Um, we were hoping you know Wilmington would beat Pope Francis, so GD can get that revenge. You know, losing in the first round last year against Wilmington. Um, but you know, for, it is what it is. We're going to hey. move on Yep. and we're just going to take care of business. Yep. Yeah. There you go. You just got to go out and, uh, survive in advance. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to shout out, you know, one of our captains, Evan, you know, he's going to Wooster, um, college, I believe it's in Ohio. Oh, Wooster in Ohio. Yeah. Yep. He's, yep. um, and he's a co-MVP of the league. Great. Hey, so congratulations, he, Evan. He's got an amazing stats of assist in, uh, goals so he, yeah he, lo- he loves to spread the ball that's great yeah did he put his 20 emails i'm just kidding yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now they're doing a fundraiser with us at vertical raise but no great great guys uh i want to wish you guys good luck out there and uh, hey i i opened the door to coach arena to come in here maybe you next next week we'll uh we'll be talking about getting ready for a quarters quarterfinal game or something yeah i know he said get coach arena and some players in here and i know they're they got to take care of business so yeah their heads on the swivel it's right a now, sunday so. night i know it's difficult we had some things going on but uh even even a phone call maybe we'll make that happen but let's talk a, about something that you're passionate about you know obviously you're passionate about lacrosse you're in the Shoba tech grad which is i yeah. which i love where you know my involvement with the Shoba tech yep. my boys and and uh, my boy played there in creed but you're also big into flag football Huge, so yeah. let's talk about the Boston Blue Lobsters. Yeah, so you know my involvement with uh, you know flag football. I started in like 2011. I was a senior in high school. So you actually started playing uh, in the flag while you were in high school still. Yeah, because yeah. that usually doesn't happen, you know. No, it, I mean it was 18 plus. Yeah, uh, and you know when I was a senior, I was at that 18 age. Yeah. Yeah. I got a funny story about flag. We were playing in Devon's League, and I don't know if you ever oh, remember yeah. the Devon's oh, League, yeah. it, dude. That Devon's League was rough. Flutie was out there. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I played with, actually, shout out to Mike Mike Towers over at Westford Academy. He's a great guy. Pat Tutter, uh, Tutwiler. I mean, these names, dude, he played at Holy Cross. We had a team. We had a flag team. And I'll never forget, dude, first time I'm on the line, I'm in like a three technique, and I'm going against this guy, and I think he's going to go with his hands. Dude, he freaking headbutts me in his sternum. Yeah. Straight headshot. <laughs> that league is uh... I was like, what? I was like, bro, okay, okay, I know. Now I'm going to, like, drive your head in the ground. But anyway. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I I think it just came above, like, my cousin had a team, and I was like, oh, yeah, I love football. You know, I played in high school. Why not play? And then it just from there, it involved. You know, my cousin got older, and, you know, he went his ways, and I still wanted to continue, and I started my own team uh, Mm -hmm. with a bunch of, you know, my friends, um, a few colleagues from work that, you know, I built their relationships with them, and, we had a great team. Um, 
and we played for at least eight years in a row together. That's cool, man. And um, yeah, that's good stuff. But you know, yeah. we all get older. Yep. They they were moving. You know, one, one's in Georgia. Yeah. One moved to South Carolina. Give him a shout out, man. Shout him uh, out. My my buddy Lewis. He was you know our, our linebacker. He was called Spanish Mamba. He he was. Ooh, I like was, that. He was the energy on uh, my team. Was called the Thundercocks. He brought the juice. Yeah, it was he brought awesome. The juice. <laughs> and then you know my my two brothers. They were quarterbacks. Um. And, you know, they moved down to North Carolina, and they had fun out there. Yep. And then my other, you know, great wide receiver and, you know, corner, you know, J.J., um, you know, he moved out to Boston at the time, and, yeah. and then be- COVID hit, and then yeah. we just, we just yeah. stepped our ways. Old COVID, the old dark ages. Yeah, it was tough times. But um, you're in a league now that – is this league based – is this that Greater Lowell League that you're involved in? So, th- yeah, this is in Lowell. This is uh, on the boulevard. Yeah. Regatta yeah. Field. Regatta Field, baby. Um, I yep. believe this is season four of this new league. It's and this called, is run by George Horn and the boys? Uh, I believe he has a little bit in Okay. Um, Dome? Derek Dome's, Dome Myers? Dome's a little bit in it, but the, like, uh, the commissioner is uh, Joey Bova. Joey, okay. And uh, I've played against him too, but he, he orchestrated this league to be a draft league. So Okay. So you can't just have like, I like stacked that. teams. I like that. Because when you had stacked teams, you know, yeah, you know, this, no one wants to play against a team that's loaded. No, it's like, hey, man, nobody else you know, is going to win. You can go, you can go and just play against. Yeah, no, it has to be parity's key. Yeah, so you know, parity's key. What's cool is like this draft league gives you the opportunity to you know play with you know great kids and um, and just ball out. And our team captain was Mike Howe and um, Pat Nelson. You know, shout out to Pat Nelson. He also runs Flip the Bird Media. He, you know, records. Yeah. Well, that's what. Let's talk about. Let's talk what Pat does. Yeah. Let's talk about Flip the so Bird. He a little has bit. this. Um, he does social media. He does Twitch. He does Instagram. But mm-hmm. you know what is social? Uh, Flip the Bird Media is. He records all of our football games. You know, he does packages, whether they're highlights or that's cool. That he mics people up. Really? Um, yeah, it, it's awesome. That's great. Uh, he's, it's on his YouTube. It's called Flip the Bird Media. And then they also put down a... Is that at up? Is that at... Uh, can you find that Flip the Bird Media, like at Instagram? Yep. F- at Flip the Bird Media. It's on YouTube, too. All his social links are in there as well. Okay. So you can find them anywhere. Um, but it's also cool. They run like a, a podcast show every Tuesday. You know, power rankings of the team. That's great. How know. many teams are in the league? Would you uh, say? Do you know off the top? I think there's 18. Yeah, that's wow. so. There's an east and a west. That's wild. Yes, yeah, so and these games are always on Sundays. Always on Sundays, eight a.m. Nice. Last one's probably going to be like one forty. Might have to get involved. Maybe the All in Sports Huddle might need to have like an yeah, All in Sports Huddle fun. trophy or something. Yeah, right? yeah. We do uh, the awards for that. Might be a separate show. Yeah, <laughs> the awards. You know, the yeah, well, flip the, MVP. the bird seems got it. Yeah, yeah. Flip the bird's awesome. Flip I, the bird's got it going on. We'll have to get, maybe get flip the bird in here one time. Oh, they love to. I'm sure right. they would. All right, that'd They're be great. fun. They they run the co-host and the host and they, nice. they're just funny. Hey man, you know we got to set up. We could always have that. No, this is great, Jordan. And uh, obviously, uh, you know I I've known you know you're the Shoba Tech guy. You've moved over to coach lacrosse, and you're also teaching uh, over there at Groton Dunstable now. And you're also involved with a football program. I had you know James Creed's a good friend and a great coach over there and. And uh, you guys are excited about the upcoming season there coming up. Obviously, yeah. you got to get finished with Lax. You know, we got to yeah. get that title yeah. in Lax. You know, I, I still dabble in a little bit of football just to prepare our summer. Because you know, right, right. As soon as school ends, fo- football is front of mind. Yeah. And are you in passing league over at Chumpsford? I know there's a big passing league. You're we're not, not going to doing... be in that one. Okay. Now. Okay. Um, we're going to do a lot of summer workouts. Yep. Um, 
and we're just gonna we just gotta we lost a lot of seniors so we just it's kind of rebuilding season got you yep. um but i know we're gonna do great things you know for the years to come yep. got a you got a new defensive coordinator coming in yeah steve maycock steve maycock i believe he also coaches uh a semi pro team he is he, he actually owns a semi pro yes. team the mass warriors yes and uh i was i was out you know, I'm always trying to look for out well for you guys. And so I said, I think I know a guy. Yeah, so, so I, I, I met him once. You know, I, I, it was just through a coaching meeting. Yeah, he was, he was excited to uh, be a part of it. He's excited to be a part of it. Uh, he's a good guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, love the, I love what you guys are doing over there, building it. You got a great AD. Shout out to my guy, Matt Ricard. Yeah, he's he's great. You know, yeah. you can come to him with anything. He's a big fan of the show. Out. We got to have him on one time too. I yeah, gotta, you know, he'll talk about the Yankees. Yeah, that's well. I don't know if I can have him. Yeah. He's doing that. <laughs> but uh, hey, this has been great, man. It's been a couple hours. You know, we, we we put these shows together. We just have great conversations. I mean, very cool to hear Marty Marty Gilliard's story. You know, he we didn't even bring up. He was on Sports Science. Yeah. He, oh, he was actually. So I put it on my. Uh, I didn't get a chance because obviously in your Instagram, you have to put it in your bio link, yeah. but I shared it to my Facebook and you got to click, you got to check it out. I mean, this was 11 years ago. This is when he was pretty much coming right out of Cincinnati. Yeah. He ran like an incredible 40 time. He was like second fastest in the 40 in the draft, his wings, you know, his ability. I mean, he's just, he was just a freakish athlete. Yeah. He, and he, he uh, just look like a star. And uh, if you watch, if you've never seen him, his highlights, suggest you go check out what he did at Cincinnati because he definitely, and they, and again, like he's told you, uh, Cincinnati had the, you know, the only, I believe, undefeated team while he was there, the Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, just uh, good stuff. And then obviously. I think he went to the Papa John's Bowl too. Yep. And then you think about what the Coleman's been through and uh, those boys, you know, uh, I hope they get reinstated. I really yeah. do. So. I want them to play in that playoffs. Yeah, we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep. Uh, that will be something that the All in Sports title stays up with. And uh, even if it's not on my show this week, and something happens, you will definitely see. If you follow me on all at All in Huddle on IG and uh, Twitter, I'll definitely be uh, updating folks with that. But we're gonna end the show, man, with some Metallica, a little all nightmare long jordan thanks for coming in man this was yeah, fun thanks for having me yeah man this is great um hey folks we'll see you next week um i got some i got Vinny. you know what i got coming in Vinny aramo do you really he had a great season of so Pittsburgh. we're gonna talk about his story and talk about celebrate him and again his you know he's playing for the brave hearts now is he really he's playing for the worcester brave hearts that's funny we're trying to get him over for the qbs yeah <laughs> we've been trying but you know with this school stuff but hey you know what after we'll see you know he's he's looking to maybe go somewhere after this uh semi you know you I tell him all what, the credit brave hearts he plays for the brave hearts he had a great college drafts later this summer yeah we'll see what happens yeah. you know but uh he's just a great kid it's a great story been through a lot obviously losing his dad but we're going to talk a little bit about that next week and i think we might have uh some other special guests coming in and uh hey i just want to thank vitamin one i want to thank savant payroll services vertical rays uh your host joey b signing off again jordan thanks for being on the show yeah thanks for having me and hey man listen to a little all nightmare long this is going out to my boys adam Jumptown and the crew i'm a huge metallica fan let's rock out with a little all nightmare long
Metallica. Dude, that's why. I, this is why I wanted to do this rock show. Be over here on WRB Rocks. 
Joey B signing off, man. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. about sports on the radio. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. You're listening to Sports Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, huddle up. Sports talk show called Huddle Up. Welcome to Sports Talk. Okay, guys, huddle up. We talk about sports. Huddle up. Sports Talk. Huddle up. And I'm not just talking about sports. Huddle up. Come on, huddle up. Let's go. Let's go. And internet sports talk show. Come on, come on. Don't talk sports. You're embarrassing yourself.